We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the MLB trades that we want to see go down, the World Cup final, some spitball, and we're going to preview the AFC West, so stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. Sounded like a helicopter. That was cool. A helicopter. Not gonna lie. You like that? Yeah, that was like uh, you know, in the <laughs> you know the beginning of "Can't Stop Me Now," where it goes in one ear and then it comes out the other ear. Can't stop me now. Can't stop me now. You can hate me now. Oh, hate me now. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. God. I was like, can't stop me now. Yeah, what are you yeah, talking I'm about? Bugging, are you talking I'm about bugging. fucking Queen right now? Yeah. I, yeah. You got to you gotta take points away from me for not getting That's the name of that song. That's an epic fuck right. up for someone who probably yeah. lived right down the block from I, the studio. Yeah, Crazy. I went to the same high school as, <laughs> as those guys. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> um, anyway, shout out to the World Cup. It's over. It's France. Put Do- the beats on the dominations. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Was not dominating. You don't think? You don't think so? Not until like it got ugly. Yo, you know what's crazy? It had to be frustrating for Croatia because they were dominating, like in terms of possession wise, and I mean they really have many good looks for like a breakthrough, but it felt like every time France would sit back and counter, mm-hmm. it was going in the back of the net. Okay. It was it's like it like felt like four shots, four goals. Penalty kick, own, own goal. goal. In a World Cup final, it's like, fuck, dude. I don't like that rule, man. I'm not a traditional soccer guy, but I don't like the handball in the box penalty kick. You have, to, you have to have it, though. Yeah, you have to. Because otherwise, dudes would just block it. No, right? no, no. I know, but, like, just give me something else. I don't well, know. It's there's just like, no other. If you have a yeah. different, like, if you have a Think about alternative. I think, like, there's a difference between, like, trying to swat the ball out of the air and then, like, you having your hands by your side and then the ball hitting your hand. Nah, no, but they weren't. Those was, aren't the it rules. It was careless. Though. He was had it like out. Yeah, because yeah. he his had his hands up and then he was bringing it down and it hit the ball. So it's like if you put your hands like in a position that they deem like careless. Like yeah, or like I'm saying like if it's a natural position, they won't call it then. Even oh, if it hits okay. your directly on your hand. Like if I jump. That's why if you get hit in the hands when you're like on the wall or something, I'm not gonna like say oh handball. So where yeah. where should his hands have been? Ball like, at his side. Just like in, at his side or tucked in. In between okay. his shoulders. Out. In between yeah. his shoulders. <laughs> you know, yeah, but he threw him up and then came down as the ball was com- like coming. Like clearly his obstructed. Hand. I think the ball would have went to the next defender. In yeah, line it would have got kicked out. But anyway. it clearly dire- changed the direction of the, bo- of the ball. I feel like France was like the Mike D'Antoni sons of the uh, of the operation, even the Mike D'Antoni Rockets. Now they were kind of. Every time they touched the ball, they were got out on a fast break trying to make something happen. I think that's really why the 
time of possession was kind of in Croatia's side. But like you said, Croatia didn't even get a good shot on goal, really. They didn't even get a good look. A lot of set pieces, but could do anything with them. That yeah. goal was nasty, though, from Perisic. Yeah. <sighs> Left foot. Even though it got deflected, still a nasty rip from outside yeah, 18. That was a And the, fir- yeah. the touch to set it up. I think it was like a headed down by Mandzukic, and he like touched left and ripped across, you know across the face of goal. The craziest part is the two guys that were the GOATs were also the goal scorers. And Man yeah. and uh Yeah. Uh, who's who scored the other goal? Mbappe? No, 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 for uh for Croatia. Perisic? Yeah, it's him. So what about it? What do you mean the goals? Them two Oh like the, they yeah, scored yeah, the goals, yeah. but they're and also the, the reason why the yeah. goals went the, the other own way. goal, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I didn't even so, think of that. So it's kind of yeah. like if you're Croatians, you're like, damn, I'm mad at these dudes. But also not let's mad. say they didn't make those plays, any of those plays, we would have lost 2-0 anyway. It's still a huge you know? success for Croatia, though. Yeah, agreed. It's like second place for them. Four million people in a country and you make the World Shout Cup. Shout out to Lloris, too, with that fuck up. Epic fuck up. Oh, what the, oh my the God, The dude. pass where you tried to cross like, him. dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that happens to me in FIFA. I rage quit. I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> I, I'll blame myself, bro. He was mad. I know he was careless with nonchalant. it. Nonchalant. Like, dude, what are you doing? It's, yeah. it's the World Cup final. I don't care if it's 4-1. He should have just cleared it, right? There was like, yeah. Hey, it was like dribbling. Like, dude, kick the fucking ball. Yeah, he was trying to like juke He him tried too. to put it by him, yeah. yeah. Like, bro. Nah. They're like, dude, everyone's changing the channel. You got to give up a goal quick. Nah. <laughs> Four, no. <laughs> it was 4-2, and then, like, everyone was, like, locked in again. That's true. I, it locked Enough. me back in. Dude, if I'm in the World Cup yeah. final, I'm not always oh, putting an my earpiece in, and someone's telling me, hey, you want to let this one by you? Like, suck me. <laughs> not putting my chance at a win at stake is viewership. Where'd you guys watch the game? I, I just home. watched it here. You guys watched it home? I actually watched it home. I I went out that morning to get a Sal Chris and Charlie sandwich. Nice. I typically do that on Sundays. For those of you who don't know, Sal Chris and Charlie's is a sandwich place around us, and they make the biggest sandwiches I've ever seen. Some people eat half. Yeah, that's what I did. And then you eat the other half later? I was tired. I, I went home today. I think it was there. My sister's like, yo, I ate the other half. Oh, Fat. man. Like, that's yeah. an unforgivable offense in my house. She's like, do you want me to you? I was like, it's cool. I just thought I was coming home to a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, the money isn't even worth that. <laughs> yeah, right? It's not going to make up for the disappointment that I have. You right want to Venmo me $100,000? Uh, and yeah, yeah. That, yeah. There's always a line. You can't walk in there and there's not a line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but that's what I did. I, and then my boy hit me up and he's like, yo, I'm going to Studio Square. I was like, yo, they definitely have a ridiculous cover. $40. He goes, I called. It's $40. He's like, that was our last resort. They've been to like four places before that. Some places he went to a Croatian bar on Broadway. I forgot what it's called. It's probably right by your house. Um, but he's like, "Yo, they weren't allowing people in anymore. It was capacity." He's like, "So our last resort was Studio Square." I I went I went to a French bar in Brooklyn because nice. my my brother's girlfriend's friend French like from France like she kind of it's funny she kind of has like a French accent but only sometimes. But <laughs> so we we went to support her and shit, <laughs> and so we got there at like eight. 35 Damn, we got online the doors open at nine we ran inside yo by 9 30 9 35 that place was packed no one could yeah. walk. so my boy marco was trying to go around at like 10 and he was like yo these places were packed already and yeah. the games obviously started at 11 eastern time you had to be at the door of these places when they opened or else you weren't we luckily got a table we had table service like our drinks were getting brought to us and shit but that's because we did it correctly yeah that's fire but it was cool watching it in a france bar and like just watching all the french people go nuts Les cool. Les Blue. Yeah. But they were kind of, I don't know. There was also a lot of Croatians in there, so it was cool. It was really? a cool dynamic, yeah. Was it, was it like peaceful? It was peaceful for the most part because the game wasn't really that tight. It wasn't. You know, I mean, like, it was 1-1, though, which got interesting. You're right. Like, and I was like, ooh, maybe. It I was tight then. And I feel like the Croatian side had were kind of just like a happy-to-be-here kind of a situation where the pressure was on France. So I feel like if Croatia even lost, it's like they were playing with house money. Kind of? What do you think, boss? No, nah, I it's agree. It's hard to but say it, you're playing with house money. It's though, just World Cup final. Yeah, when you get that far to a championship game, you're just like, yeah. that's what I was telling Alan. I was like, yo, you'd probably be proud. Like, if you look back weeks from now, you'd be like, yo, I was proud of that run. But when you lose in a championship, there's no way, like, yo, I was proud of that team. Yeah. I was like, we just lost. Like, let me take this loss and fucking so bask in it for a little bit. The World Cup might actually make me catch a, like, an MLS game or something. Oh, probably. I'm trying to. I'm trying maybe. to. Maybe. I'm Bro. trying to. Catch an EPL game. That's I'm trying to figure out what team to root for. I'm, I need an alliance. What about Juventus? No, nah, I mean like a Premier League. That's what I'm rooting <laughs> for now. <laughs> I'm not faithful at all to yeah, that team. Juventus. How do you say it? I think it's Juventus. It's Juventus? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Would you say Ju- Juventus? Juventus. Juventus. I know what you meant. I'm not American. Joey just you say Juventus or some yeah, shit. Juventus. Juventude. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Juventus. Guerrero. Yeah, word. <laughs> Wrestler back in the day. The underappreciated of the Guerreros. 
Yeah. Because Eddie and... I don't think they're related, though. They no, 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 no. Wait. Eddie and who? Chavo. Oh, okay. Let's I thought go. you forgot oh. it. I was going to put you on the spot. Nah, like, come yo, on, who man. is it? The, uh, 12-year-old Tim would be really pissing me if I didn't know Chavo. Yeah, right. come on, Chavo. Yo, <laughs> who, <laughs> no, yeah. Juventud was dating Lito when she debuted. I was like, they were like together. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I could be wrong. He had the sick backflip off the top rope. Body yeah. slam. It's called a moonsault. Moonsault, yes. there you go. Get your moves right. <laughs> Get your moves right. Get your set list. Your move list right. Um, right. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about the MLB. I don't think we talked about MLB in a little bit. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, Derby is tonight. Yay, yay. Yay, yay. Yay, yay, yay. Uh, Derby is tonight. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so uh, we're kind of like halfway through the season here. Um, I wanted to know what kind of trades you guys would want to see go down that will probably propel a team to the playoffs or just make like a crazy run this year. Can I start this off? Because I don't know where I am. Boss and Tim, I need your help. I don't even know what that means. You're so I don't know if you don't know where you are, I can't help you. I don't know where I am. No, 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 no. With, <laughs> with, with, this, with this player and this, and this topic, I don't know where I am. And so I need your guys' help. Can you oh, do that no. for me? I think, I think here we go. I think I know what's going to come here. All right. Boss is uh, a not a Met fan. He's not. Definitely We're going to just not. get our biases out in the open. Boss is not a Mets fan. Boss is actually a Yankees fan. I am. Tim is John. a diehard Mets fan. The, right? The team I would... Uh, Want to see win a championship the most of all teams? Are yeah. Right. All right. And boss is a Yankee fan. Boss, where do you think the Mets are right now? And Tim, where do you think the Mets are right now? Because I can't put my finger on it. Are they a winning team? Are they just slumping, or do they need to blow it up and start over again? So, boss, please start with me, bro. The season ended in June for the Mets. <laughs> okay, for real. But like injuries played a part in that. But I just don't think they were ever a good team to begin with. Even though they did start that that very good start to the season, like eleven like, and two, or 11 like eleven and one. Eleven and one. Um, it's just, yo, there's a reason why no one gave Yuan Cespedes a contract when he was a free agent. Not saying because the Mets got him on a pretty good deal after that, because there was no other option, and he wanted to stay at that point. But he's never healthy, so he's obviously hurt again this season. Um, Todd Frazier is a great locker room addition. Picked up in the offseason, but he's no more than like a 220 hitter and a, a great fielder, though. I will give him that. He's a possible goal glover even at this stage of his career. And Jay Bruce isn't what they thought he was going to be when they brought him back. That's so the big one. It's like they're facing a lot of injury issues. Michael Conforto, what did he swing out his, his elbow or his shoulder last year? And I feel like he hasn't been back from that. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's a mental thing or an approach thing. Like, he, he didn't really have a full spring either. So he was kind of just thrown right back into things in April and struggled coming out of the gate. I just think they were never a good team to begin with, and injuries played a part in that. Tim, now I need your opinion. I think the Mets are need to be in competitive rebuild mode. So a lot of people are saying trade your starters. I don't think that's necessary. I think the Mets – here's the problem with them. This league is lefty it's – it's not, it's not fair to lefties anymore. And the Mets are a very lefty-driven lineup. So when you have an extra outfielder, basically, on your side, lefties are going to struggle. That's why Yannis Cespedes is such a big... Obviously, not just because he of the power that he brings to the lineup and the RBI capability, but also just his the fact that you stick a righty in the middle of that left-handed laden right lineup, and it really makes a world of difference. On top of that, the starting pitching has been really good. Um, you can't... It's it has been as advertised. Everyone except Noah Syndergaard, who's been hurt. But Degrom, everyone knows what Degrom's doing. He has a sub two ERA. Um, you know, Stephen Matz and Dan Wheeler have have both been playing. I said Stephen Matz and Dan. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Zach, uh, Wheeler. Zach Wheeler. Excuse me. Uh, Wheeler have been playing well. So when I'm looking at the Mets, what I what I want to see is don't trade your starters. Okay. Well, I want to see you take this product. And I want to see Peter Alonso come up next year. I want to see Ahmed Rosario. I want to see Michael Conforto. I want to see Brandon Nimmo. I want to see those. Those are four young guys where I feel like you could build something around. Now, let's do this properly. Okay. Because getting old lefties, Jay Bruce, not going to cut it. Yeah. Right? So let's see you properly build around that, and let's see what happens. Because I think when you have an opportunity to have four starters like the Mets do, you can't just throw that away. You can't do it. So, if I was to propose the Mets trading Jacob DeGrom to the Yankees, what would you guys think? It would depend who was in the package. It, would, right. it would hurt my soul forever. All right. Don't really? Say, don't say Glaber. Yeah. Forever. 
no just shot. Just don't say Glaber. There's I'm no I'm shot. I might trade him for Glaber. So you might. You might. You're fucking you, if you don't. With the Yankee fan trade, he has an no, under two ERA. So the thing with Degrom right. is he's his value will never be higher. I don't agree with that. He, I, I, I mean, I think he has the lowest, like the lowest ERA in baseball, right? Yeah, and he's secured for I think two more, two more years. years, and he's going to be thirty-two at that point, which is he's never gotten paid yet. Yep, that's right. And it's just like, what is he going to ask for? Is he going to ask for maybe eight years till he's forty? And it's like, who wants to give him a shit ton of money? So his value. Go, go ahead. So his value is is very high. It's it'll probably never be higher than this, right? Because he's going to get older. Also, the starting pitching market right now is bad. You guys can both agree on that. How many big name pitchers nah, are like being floated around? Yeah, he's it's clear. Like, it's middle of the rotation guys yeah. like Cole Hamels, Cole Hamels Jay Happ, who's been getting shelled lately. Jay, okay. and he is he isn't like in serious talks. People are really no. Once his Jay name Hap. came up in serious talks, he started getting shelled like the last yeah. three, four times out. Dude, same with Cole Hamels. Yeah, his ERA went from three six to four ten in two starts. So if the Mets can get a Chris Sale returned back for Degrom. Meaning like Mancada, something like that, like one of the top prospects in baseball, I would consider doing it, and I think that the Mets should do it. So, yeah, Jacob, Jacob Degrom uh, to the Yankees for for uh, Andujar or, or Glaber Torres or, or one of those studs that you have in the in the farm system because the Mets have a depleted farm system as well. So that's where I'm at, and I needed your guys' help, so thank you. All right, I hope really, I really hope that doesn't happen, um, but. <laughs> I would, I just want to put out there when 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 teams make trades at the trade deadline, it means more than just a trade, right? A trade at the trade de- trade deadline shows your team that you can, <laughs> that you're really going for it. And, and with a young team like the Phillies and the Braves, I think teams like that have to make a move to the trade deadline because, like the Mets, kind of in 2015, like a bunch of teams that start off as young, hot, just like up and comers. You got to add that veteran presence. You got to let someone know that it, you're really going for it. You can go back to the Yankees as last last right. year, right? Like the young team, no one thought would compete, and thought would be sellers, wound up being buyers, and they went out and got David Robertson, Todd Frazier, and all those guys. But go ahead. Yeah, and it, there's there's examples literally. So if you're a team in the middle, you have to make a change, and that's why I'm looking at the Brewers, and the Brewers have been rolling. The lineup. The lineup's balanced, and to say balanced is is an understatement. That lineup is very deep, um, but their starting pitching needs to be fortified, and it's not because they're not good enough. Their starting pitching has been actually really good. Uh, Guerra and Freddie Peralta have been much better than expected. Uh, Shasin and Chase Anderson have been really good, but they need an arm that is experienced and to lead them come playoff time, and that's why I think Cole Hamels is the perfect spot. For if me, if I'm the Brewers, I'm going after Cole Hamels and I'm trying to have myself a CC type. Remember when CC went there in 2008 and just kind of fortified that rotation? He's gotten rocked his last two starts, like I mentioned, but he had before that an ERA south of four in a ballpark that's crazy easy to hit home runs in in Arlington. Three to one K to base on ball ratio isn't great, but it's good. Uh, he's a World Series vin- winner. He's been there before. He's been there. He's a veteran. I think Cole Hamels the Brewers is what I'm looking for if I'm if I'm a Brewers fan. You no, know it's crazy. Like I know you brought up the CC comparison. That's why I have actually Machado going to the Brewers mm. for Corbin Burns plus. Corbin Burns is their top pitching prospect. And if you look at it from like the Orioles standpoint, um, you don't know what you're going to get back from considering he, he might be a rental. He might want to test free agency and if you don't trade him to the team you know that he wants to sign with that maybe that team isn't interested in giving you a ton of stuff. So I think Corbin Burns and maybe a, a lower prospect would be a suitable package for him because if you look at the Orioles, they have Dylan Bundy and Kevin Kevin Gosman as their top pitchers, uh, two young guys who might get traded too because, like I said, maybe are they part of the next Orioles winning team even though they're still young? And you could start fresh with Corbin Burns as a top pitching prospect. And then on the other side, We've seen the Brewers do this before with a rental in CC Sabathia. Mm. Um, I don't see why they would be afraid to shore up a shortstop hole, which is kind of a big deal because they had Orlando Arcia there earlier in the season. He got sent down. Now they're kind of just like trying to fill it with Tyler Saladino and Brad Miller, whatever, back and forth. So I think for them to put them over the top and maybe a deep run into the playoffs, I think Manny Machado would be a perfect fit in that lineup. A lineup that's, like as you said already, is scorching hot, that they went out and got Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Cain in the offseason. So they're all in. And I think this is another move to show that they're all in by going out and getting Machado. Mm-hmm. To be fair, 
Machado would be a good addition to every single lineup of in, course. in Major League Baseball. Of course. The Brewers would. But the Brewers also are one team with a gaping need at shortstop. Yeah, the Brewers would and benefit he's, highly. And he's talked about that he only wants to play shortstop. Yeah. You, got, um, you got another one, Ip? No, no, I just think, you know, Machado. I got another one. Uh, when you guys think of the Indians, the last two years, right? What do you think about? I think about coming up short. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think about their in terms of dominance? What has been their best quality? Pitching? No. Pitching, specifically yeah. the bullpen. Yeah. Or, Kluber and, or, and, yeah. and Miller. Their bullpen has been lights out. People kind of just assume that's still happening if you're not paying attention to the, to the Indians on an everyday basis. They're still in first place because their division sucks. But their bullpen is the one of the worst in Bro, baseball. it's the worst in baseball. 5.17 bullpen ERA. That's the worst in baseball. Brian Shaw, Joe Smith left in the offseason. Andrew Miller has been hurt since mid-May. Dude, Cody Allen is a 4.66 ERA. Where does that even come from? Sus. So what I'm trying to see is Brad Hand. Brad Hand has been a hot commodity from the Padres. Last last uh, trade deadline, this offseason, and now is another hot commodity again this offseason. The guy just keeps pitching lights out, and it's time that he does it for a contender. He's a lefty. Uh, the Indians desperately need a lefty out of that bullpen. They need any type of help out of that bullpen they can get. When Andrew Miller comes back, they could be a really devastating one-two punch for lefties. So I, if I'm the Indians, I'm looking for bullpen help, and the best bullpen arm out there, in my opinion, is Brad Hand. So I'd like to see the Indians go get Brad Hand. Yeah, I think it was Kelvin Herrera before he went to the Nats. Yeah, for the sure. Royals. But uh, I, I have Brad Hand on my list too, but I haven't gone to Houston. Mm. Um, they have their issues too. Ken Giles was, you know, the guy they traded for, I think, two years ago. He's supposed to be their closer, top dog coming out of Philly. And they gave up some good prospects to get him. Like Vince Velasquez was in that package. He was at the time was regarded as a top prospect. But um, I trade him to Houston and and you know sure up that that need in the bullpen. And that's really Ken Giles in the minors now, by the way. So it's just like, what the hell is going on with that guy? Supposedly he cursed out uh, AJ Hinch when he got pulled his last time out, and they're saying it had nothing to do with you know him being sent down had nothing to do with that. But obviously <laughs> he has character issues. Like- Earlier in the season he gave up a home run to Gary Sanchez. To lose the game, and he came out and punched himself. We talked about that on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The self jab or self hook. <laughs> the self hook. Self right. Caught himself with a nice right hook. But uh, yeah, so they have bullpen issues themselves. And granted, it's nitpicking because they're the top team in the AL West and one of the top teams again in baseball coming off the World Series. So I, I think Brad Hand shores up a need in that bullpen. And they went last year, they kind of went to the stars. McCullers was coming in for them, Brad Peacock, guys who were in that rotation last year. So. To get a short arm and a lefty at that, I think that's a good move for Houston. A lot Brad of Hand, like you said, is an, an asset, probably the best reliever out there. So for sure, there, there's going to be a market for him. I look at the NL West and I see the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, and the Giants all separated by four games. Don't sleep on the Giants. The Giants are taking that division. Do any of those teams in the AL Tim West had the Giants in the World Series? I did prior to the season. I well, still believe it's every Giants. other year, right? And this is exactly nah, nah, that's been over with for. The, this is exactly when I said the Giants were about to turn up, right now. So we'll, we'll see. So do any of those four teams need to make a move too? Maybe. I mean, it's possible. The Dodgers, the Dodgers have a lot of guys that they're. They're leaning on guys that they had no... Again, for the second year in a row, they're kind of leaning on guys that they didn't even expect to play big... I was going to say big minutes, but big time. Big, big innings. innings. Yeah, during the season. So if I was them, I'd be looking into deals, but they kind of already have made deals within their own system where they brought in they brought in these guys that weren't supposed to play, and now they're playing big... <laughs> big keep on to say big minutes. And, <laughs> minutes was still and they're there, and they're, they're doing well. So... I have one more trade, my bad. But I, oh, I think shit. Wilson Ramos is going to get – he just got hurt, but uh, he's the top catcher available, and I think he might go to the Red Sox. I wouldn't be surprised. I would have him go to the Red because the Red Sox don't really have that catcher, and he provides a pop coming from that catcher hole, which like Sandy Leon is there and Blake Swihart. I mean, replaceable guys. And Ramos is a free agent at the end of this year, I believe, because he got that two-year deal off the – I think he tore his ACL. He got hurt yeah, at the, the end of the injury. year in Washington. Yeah, so – he gets, he's like on a prove it deal because everyone knew he was sitting pretty much all of last year, which he did. But he's come back this year. He's the best sitting catcher in baseball right now. And um, the Red Sox use that pop. So I could see them trading like Sam Travis, who we saw in the majors for a little bit, a cup of coffee, first base prospect, um, even though they have Bowers down there who's killing. Uh, yeah, I could, see, I could see Wilson Ramos providing a spark at catcher. I love that. And in the middle of the lineup. He had a cup of coffee. And usually when you're the Rays, you're not looking to trade in division, but there's nothing more than the Rays would want is to take their 
rent the player, trade him to the Red Sox, and purge the Red Sox system. There's sure. nothing. There's nothing the Rays would love more than that. And if there's one weakness in the Red Sox lineup, it's at the catcher position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's get to spitball. <laughs> cool. It's a French spit. <laughs> Tim, I'm going to ignore that. Yeah, I'll just shout out the Frenchies, you know? The Frenchies out there. Shout out to you, Frenchies. I hope you're still partying. Sacrevous. The Frenchies are probably too incoherent to understand what's going on right now. <laughs> Yo, my brother's girlfriend texted me that day. She's just like, I'm alive. Like, <laughs> thank God. Why? She was banged up? <laughs> nah, she was just, she's you know. French, she's bro. French. She, she was out celebrating uh, for a long ass time. She even outlasted my brother, which you guys know my brother. That's a task. Task. Yeah. Johnny gets excited. <laughs> Johnny gets excited. Uh, all right. We're going to start with uh, Tebow time. So, Tim Tebow, guess what? Hit a double in the Eastern League All-Star game in double A. He's hitting Sick. 390 in July and 305 in June in double A, which, by the way, doesn't sound as impressive as doing it as triple A, but double A is where the true prospects lie. Tebow has bumped his season average from uh, 234 to 270. As of the last day uh, that before the All-Star game. So shout out to Tim Tebow making noise out there in the Eastern League in double-A for the Mets. They're going to call him up. Let's see. They're, no, they're definitely going to. If, if boss, as Boss says, if their season's over, they're calling him up. He's a ticket draw, too. Because that's what I'm saying. No, that's, for, that's why. He, he played DH and, and got himself four at-bats that way. Uh-huh. So everyone else had two at-bats or so. He got himself four. But he went, he went one for four with a nice opposite field double. He has a nice opposite field stroke for a lefty, which is going to be good because Just that, that kind of... <laughs> yo, Look, I will do anything to see him in a Mets uniform. I, me too. Look, yo, honestly, That's embarrassing. Is there anyone who's going to work more to be a good baseball player than Tim Tebow? I mean, dude, if he's hitting 350 in double A, though, like... Yeah, come on. It's not come like, on what? Bro, you hit 350. The numbers don't lie. Come on. Well, bro. he's betting 270, but he hit 350 this month. Jesus, right. this kid. 270 is like, not bad either. He was hitting like 230 prior to that. That's true, but th- so, uh, no, so 390 in July and 305 in June. He's getting hot. He's That's getting hot. 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 Bro, if you put Tim Tebow on your roster, it's embarrassing. Yo, I That's an hope. embarrassment to your like organization. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why? Until 44,000 people When you draft, like you build a team to win. Like You're not trying to win putting him out there. That's a fact. You're trying to sell tickets. I don't know. That one of them guys batting hey. 270. Come Bro. On, <laughs> no, no. Yo, you can't honestly believe that. If he was batting 350, it's a different story. 390. Yeah. Listen, there's people in the league who are worse. Who have lower batting average. Yeah, Jose Reyes, maybe. Dude. Yeah, Jose Reyes. There you go. Yo, Reyes has a, high, a lower batting average than DeGrom has an ERA. That's embarrassing because DeGrom's having a ridiculous year. Yeah. Sub two. Beyond ridiculous. They're same. both under the Mendoza line. It's crazy. Ugh. One in a good way, one in the worst way possible. Uh, going home. The Bulls have signed Jabari Parker away Ooh. from the Bucks. That's boss's guy. Deal runs two years, 40 mil. The second year is a team option, so it's like a low-risk, high-reward kind of a deal. Bro, it's mad money for Jabari Parker. It's ba- think, of it as, think of it as one year, 20 mil. Still mad money. Uh, for, for sure, but if you have the space, why not? I mean, yeah. Um, he's going back home. He was the number one recruit out of Simeon yeah. in Chicago. Uh, so I like it. Potential lineup: Zach, uh, Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, Jabari Parker, Laurie Markkinen, and Wendell Carter Jr. Potential, Matt Young. Potential five. Jabari at the three. Five for the next five years. Yes. Yeah. So, Sin City. Uh, Johnson won the World Series of Poker. His name's Johnson. No, John Space C Y N. Yeah, but Johnson. <laughs> oh yeah, Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. That's crazy. That is his name. Johnson. <laughs> it's wild. Johnson. Now I can't say his name without like That's saying it as one name. So anyway, Johnson. Anyway, Johnson won the World Series of Poker main event. Shipped it. Uh, eight mil to his name and a bracelet. Uh, yeah, it was a long, the longest heads up uh, you know, one-on-one ever in World Series main event How history. How long was it? It was like eight hours. It was 199 hands to, or 200 hands dealt. So it was a long ass and time. And for the last two guys? Yeah, they were playing to a winner. Super crazy. And then the, the guy who lost was bluffing on the last hand. He didn't bluff. He had a pair. Nah, but he was bluffing like he had the Kings. Little did he know that Sin actually had the Kings. I guess so. Johnson. Ah. Johnson. Johnson had those Kings. The, his friends are wearing Tony Sin, Miles, Sin, Sin City, City shirts. Yeah, so that's why I, that's cool. I named my, my uh, strip yeah. pole Sin City. <laughs> uh, one small step for college athletes. Uh, last year, we talked about UFC uh, kicker Donald DeLahaye. And, uh, UCF. UCF. What did I say? UFC. Oh. 
Definitely not in the UFC. <laughs> Everyone in the UFC is a kicker. That's right? what I'm saying. Boom, boom, uh, UCF kicker, Donald uh, He made YouTube videos about kicking and life in college football, uh, and he was making money off of it, so he got kicked off his scholarship from UCF as a um, giant it, it, like inside scoop on how the the justice system in this country is completely backed up and takes forever. Um, he's suing the school, and the school countersued him to have the case thrown out. A judge denied the case getting thrown out. So here we are a year later, and so far the only progress that has been made is the lawsuit that was planning to go forward will go forward. So one tiny step, but still a step forward kind of uh, for Mr. De La Haye. Dude, if you're not going to pay these kids, at least let them make money on their own. I'm 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 there. I'm yeah. cool with that. Like don't don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> Straight up, that's my life's motto. No, for yeah, real. That 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 rule is gonna have to change also because just with social media, like people become brands before they're ten years old. You now. guys are hating the game. You're hating the NCAA. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, yeah. We're hating I, the game. Yeah, yeah. Not the player. Yeah, yeah. What MB saying is like the NCAA hates the player. Oh, okay. Because they are the game. <laughs> that's go. false triple h is the game let's move forward Ooh. Uh, Ooh. all right gonna bring it down uh gone too young former nhl goaltender ray emery uh drowned while swimming on sunday he was 35 years old according to the hamilton police department in canada he was reported missing just after 6 a.m on sunday in the hamilton harbor uh his body was co- recovered in close proximity to where he was last seen uh really sad stuff 35. 35. It's Way crazy. too young. I remember watching Ray Emery. He like not even that long ago played for the Flyers, and he always had a sick goalie mask. Those are the best. He always had like boxers on his mask. Do they make those themselves? Like, those yeah, are custom, you, probably. Yeah, you can't customize. You, you saw Flurry's mask. No. He had like the Vegas sign on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. I do remember sick. that. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. RC Ray Emery. That's crazy. Mike Richter had the dope uh, Statue of Liberty, right? Yeah, on like the front. Yeah. Oh, so. oh, you're an Islander fan. I forgot. <laughs> Rest in peace, man. Um, axed. Mike Matheny got the axe uh, right before the All-Star break. Kind of weird timing. They're 500. The manager for the St. Louis Cardinals. So uh, interesting to see what they do moving forward. Obviously, the hot name whenever a manager or the first manager who was to get fired would be Joe Girardi. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been mentioned, and he's like refused to comment on the situation. So makes me feel like something's going on over there in the works. Dude. Mm-hmm. I almost said Lou Pinella. That is that is a mad yo. Back in the day, whenever a manager yeah, was fired, it was, it was only a matter of time. Lou Pinella was linked the to name. the name. Yeah, yeah. I, I just got the ill flashback right now. So. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, let's wrap up the show with some NFL. What? Yeah, buddy. No, that was much better than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keeps adding them. Um. Yeah, so what we'd like to do at this time of year is start previewing each division going through and giving our like storyline to watch, addition and subtraction. And we're adding this year, I think, for the first time, like the rookie to watch in oh, this division. Yeah. yeah. So uh, pew, let's, pew. let's start with the storylines. I want to know what you guys are looking at in the AFC West. I'm kind of looking at the bottom of the division. Going with the Broncos here, their new look offense, or it's like a transition, I feel like. This is the first step. Uh, they let CJ Anderson go. And they have they drafted Royce Freeman. Mm-hmm. That's a, at Oregon. I know Nick likes him as a, a rookie, rookie of the year, year. type, mm-hmm. uh, long shot kind of. Um, but him and Devontae Booker are taking over the backfield. Both obviously Freeman's a rookie, and Booker's only been in the league two years or so. So that's one transition. They're they're finally got away from Brocky Brock Little Tip. Brocky Brock <laughs> Little Cock. Brocky, I mean Brock, he's six six. He's he's probably not. Never, <laughs> never mind. Nah, come on, bro. bro. His he, play was he definitely very, was a little guy. Yo, don't he look like the guy from uh, Van, um, Twilight? He does. I Robert tweeted. Pattinson? Yo, I tweeted that and it went on the Dan Levitar show. I was like, I honestly couldn't even tell you who Pattinson is. The guy from Twilight, the male know, vampire. I don't know, I've never watched the super white. We'll tweet it out after. But um, <laughs> yeah, him and Simeon are so both funny. gone. Um, and they bought in Case Keenum of the Vikings. So. There's another transition, and then in the draft this year, they went out and got Deshaun Hamilton out of Penn State, the wide receiver, in the third round, I believe, mm-hmm. and they took Cortland Sutton mad early. Mm-hmm. So could be the successors to that Emmanuel Sanders-Demarius-Thomas combo. So we'll see what, what happens in Denver. Um, they still have a chance to win this year, I feel like, because division, this division is kind of wide open. Yeah, I feel that way, um, 
but they're also set up for the future, which is what Tim was talking about with the Mets, kind of how like when kind of like competitive, competitive rebuild, rebuild, and yeah. it's like kind of heading in that direction. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm just interested to see what they do as an offense going forward because even though that defense is also in transition with Talib going and you know Von Miller still there and you know the pieces still kind of intact. I just want to see what that offense does for the most part yeah. with the new pieces. It's going to be interesting because that's going to be a completely different situation. Especially because their quarterback play was so horrible. And not to mention their, it was horrible. their offensive line play. Garrett Bowles led the entire NFL in holding penalties last year. They're, they're going to have to. He was a rookie. He was a rookie. So hope they got a new right tackle. So hopefully they are going to you know step that up around Case Keenum because I think that's a big deal of where can, the success that Keenum's going to have. That's going to be a completely different whole. We, we're going to have to look at preseason to see what their offense is even going to. It also makes me wonder, like, what's up with Paxton Lynch? Mm-hmm. Like, he was a first-round yeah, pick right? back in the first round. He started a couple games. He, I think he went 0-2. And they say it's just a mental thing. Like, the physical tools are there. The arm is there. He's quick as fuck. He's tall. He's like, you're a prototypical quarterback. But for some reason, they say, like, he has issues with the playbook. And that's why. Like, he can't remember plays? Not nah, like, I, I don't know. He just botches the playbook. Stay off the weed. Yeah, he's definitely not. <laughs> it's hey, just Denver. You never know, yo. <laughs> it's weird though because that's that was a John Elway guy. He drafted him. Yeah, and it's, yeah. so I, he's still there. But it's just like no, no. I know that's it's it's like it's almost as if like they gave up on him already, right? Kind of. I mean, when you're bringing in for two, they brought him Chase on two years. Deal. It's been yeah. three years now. That's yeah, so Paxton. This well, is going yeah. into year this three. Is, yeah, this would be year three. So. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I don't step know. up or or get lost. Yeah, he's kind of he's that he's gonna wind up competing for the backup job. So uh, it'll be interesting. First round pick in the twenties with uh, Chad Kelly, by the way. Joey's Swag. guy. Last chance, you. Swag Kelly, mystery relevant, right? What? I don't he, think he was drafted. Last overall, I'm like eighty nine percent sure that's true. That's a high percentage. Joey's guy. Chad Kelly. Yeah. You don't fuck with Swag Kelly. Yeah, but like, I'd not Ole to Miss? the point where he'd be like, yo, that's Joey's guy. Not like Delva Delva. Because he was on Last Chance <laughs> U and he like fought, remember? Oh, yeah, but he I don't was know. like controversial character in college football. I don't know. Did you guys know that John Gruden is now back with the Raiders? What? If, if you didn't know that, I think you're living under a rock. By the way, he was Mr. Irrelevant. Nice. I stand corrected. All right, so. What, about <laughs> if, what if you're living under The Rock? Right. Probably got a nice apartment. Yeah. Anyway, he's yeah. always out too, so you're probably chilling. Yeah. yeah. No noise. Yeah. <laughs> so, two years ago, the Raiders go 12 and 4. Derek Carr gets paid, and everything seems like, you know, all's H- right. Hunky Dory. All's right with the world. Oh, I like that one. What? Hunky Dory? So everything's all hunky dory. I've never heard of that term ever. Dude, Sorry. You're a mighty Syracuse. Caucasian term. We got to get you outside a little bit. And then last year. It's <laughs> so hunky dory. <laughs> oh, and by the way, that 12 and 4 season two years ago was the first time they made the playoffs since 2002. Mm. He also fractured his fibula. Yeah. Oh, and he was an MVP candidate too at the end yeah, of yeah. by you know before he got hurt. And then last year they take a step back. They go six and ten. And so what's the move? They convinced John Gruden to get out of the Monday night football booth. Damn and, it. Right? Everyone loves him. Damn it. So now now he's back. I love that guy, man. <laughs> so if you didn't know, if you were still living under a rock, did you know the Raiders traded John Gruden to the Bucks? When he was the head coach? Yeah. I, I totally forgot that. He yeah. was traded. And then they played him in the Super Bowl. And same he year. won. And he won. So I don't really know you know, what to make of all that. But I think that you know, a main storyline for the AFC West is just the, re- the return of John Gruden to, to, to the black and silver. Their last year in Oakland before they go to Vegas. Mm. Uh, you know, it's his job to write the ship. Bring, you know, let's get Carr back on track. They made some interesting moves. They cut uh, um, Crabtree. They cut Crabtree. They cut King. King's probably one of the best punters in the NFL. They they cut him to save two million. Who is also he? went to Denver. Yes, Market King is. <laughs> yeah, for sure, one of the best punters in the league. Can I think I, you but, can't have swag like that if you can't back it up. But here's the thing, I mean, though. Those nah, two guys. Those two guys were me guys, Crabtree and and uh, and King. King actually got like a lot of penalties. He's like a like your punter shouldn't be getting called for penalties. Like that's right. unacceptable. So. Yeah, I'm just very interested in seeing what the Raiders are going to do. They made some moves. Jordy Nelson, I'll talk about that later. Martavius Bryant. Uh, they've made some interesting moves. So I want to see what the Raiders uh, and John Gruden are all about this year. Because How they do could, they feel about the Raiders, by the way? Do we think this is a 6-10 and 10 team? Or I think like, they, they could go 6-10, and 10 and I think they could go 12-4. My brother Jason is, is legitimately begging me to drive out to Jersey so he can put $100 on the Raiders under. 
he is convinced the Raiders are going to be the worst team in the NFL. Really? Yeah. I think you're So the thing is, though, so remember how John Gruden came out and he was like, oh, we're going to play old school football, right? We're going to go back to that old school mentality, right? Yeah. He goes out and gets a bunch of wide receivers. So it's like. But who, though? He got Martavis Bryant and Jordy Nelson. Yeah, but you got one guy who might not even play in the beginning of the season. You got another guy who, when Aaron Rodgers went out, sucked. He's 33, lost a step, coming off an injury. Signed Doug Martin, who hasn't been good in seven years or whatever. That Well, the Doug Martin thing is, is whatever. He, but their backfield is Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin. It's <laughs> like the fucking geriatric squad back there. Yeah. I, I just think I that, hate that, back, that backfield. Yeah, that backfield a, is terrible. But Derek Carr also played last season like a partially broken back. That's true. Yeah. So it's like that's why there was a decrease. Or Yeah, but also you got to figure like the dude that's been like we all talked shit about Amari Cooper the entire season. This dude was unbearable. And then... The only light at the end of the tunnel was that you could throw on the other side the Crabtree, who's catching close to ten touchdowns a season when he's there, and now he's gone. Yeah, it's like, all right, now uh, is it on Amari Cooper again? Because we saw what happened when that was the case, and then who else is over there? I think there's a lot of talent at wide receiver. It's just a matter of them gelling, and it's just a matter of like. Also, I think like Amari Cooper. It's gonna. I think Jordy Nelson, and I think Jordy Nelson is gonna be great for Martavis Bryant. They also still have one of the better offensive lines. Yes, the, they spent the, tons of money on that offensive but line. But it is mad old. I'm, it's I'm, like, I'm ex- interested to see if he, that tra- if the defense transfers over. Like, what type of defense are going to play? Because there is no standout star- stars on that defense outside of Khalil Mack. And you could say Bruce Irvin. So you have to scheme. Mm-hmm. Like, they did a really good job of scheming two years ago. And then they kind of didn't change anything. Well, that's Jack Del Rio as the head coach. Right. So... What is it, what's going to happen? Is he going to bring that kind of – is John Gruden going to bring that Tampa 2-type defense over? Because that is kind of – it's kind of like playing the triangle, like, without wrinkles. Yeah. It's outdated. Yeah. So the, a lot of teams run versions of it, just like a lot of teams run versions of the triangle. So it's going to be interesting to see if this return to the old school that John Gruden wants to do is going to end up being – the right thing. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely curious about it. I'm not nearly as confident as my brother that they're, they're going to suck. Ten years, a hundred million dollars. By the way, I'd come out the booth too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> what, I, what I'm, my main concern is the fact that like it's like the backfield. Like, you, first of all, with Derek Carr, like yeah, he was injured, like whatever. But it's like, all right, Martavis Bryant, is he a product of? Ben Roethlisberger, or is he like actually like nice? And he's gonna nah, is he gonna he fl- is nice. no, but is he, uh, but is he gonna is he gonna gel with Derek Carr? Just I'm more worried court. about him being st- on the field than that. Yeah, I'm that more too. worried about him being on the field than yeah. like. And the backfield is like, like I'm not scared of fucking beast mode anymore. Yep, right. This isn't 2008 or whatever fucking year that was. So it's like I just play the past. You got Jordy Nelson out there. Who is that guy? Like I mean, he's great. He's good, but he's also had the greatest. Most talented quarterback in my uh, my opinion in the league, and he's old. Throwing him the ball. His routes are crisp as fuck. Yeah, I'm, but that's I'm, because the ball's like in his fucking pocket as soon as he turns around. So you guys are sleeping on how good Derek Carr is. I'm not. Healthy. You listen. I'm not sleeping on anybody, and I'm not saying Jordy isn't good. I'm not saying Martavis Bryant isn't good. I'm just like these are new guys in a new system, and it's like these this are red is flags. a different quarterback, a different quarterback. And is he? Are they going to be the same player? Especially when you see someone like Jordy, who. You know, who's to say he's not like a fucking burner or anything like that, but it's like, well, this dude flourish in a system with you don't have the greatest quarterback thrown at you. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of funny that your brother, though, is, is that excited. Do you know about what the line is under? that he's so. Yeah, what is the Six. Game? Six? Yeah. And he wants under that bad? Yeah. I don't know, maybe eight. Maybe eight. This whole division. Maybe it's really. six is way different. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's eight. Maybe it's eight. I got to look that up. Yeah, look that up. Somebody. Um,. Nick's not here today, so MP's taking over. Like he's got to look up things and be on the show. Nick MP's probably has those numbers programmed in his head already. <laughs> <laughs> now he knows what they are. Win totals. I'm at. Uh, let me see. <laughs> uh, what was that? My the hiccup. <laughs> oh my hey, god! Yeah, again. <laughs> Did you hear that? My hiccups are bad. No, oh wow, those are like it. cartoon hiccups. Yeah, right. Those are. That's why I was trying to back away from the mic, but since you called me out, it's <laughs> eight. It's eight. The over under's eight. <laughs> eight. There you go. You sound like Dumbo. You know that scene in Dumbo when he keeps like hiccuping? Over under eight. Yo, goddamn. It's the hiccups, bro. You drinking soda over there? What's going on? You know, anyone else thinks hiccups are sexy? No. Hey, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I just feel um, like saying that. Out of left field. Can I can I give you my storyline? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, please. Hiccups, sexy. Other storyline. Um I want to see, look, like you said, this is a kind of wide open division. And yeah. if you're picking who is the best team in this division, I think it's not 
far-fetched. I think it's actually kind of the prevailing thought that the Chargers are the best team in this division in terms yeah. of talent. Uh, they have Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, the Williams bros, uh, Gordon in the backfield, right? They have Ingram and, Bo- uh, boss. Ingram and Bosa as their uh, an elite pass rush, right? Their secondary can be elite if Derwin James ends up being great. Casey Hayward and Jason Verrett are kind of like the some of the best one one of the best one two punches in the league. Verrett missed the whole year last year. So but he on the, the way back. Yeah. Yeah. And on the way saying, back. like he missed from week one he went down with injury. Yeah, so, so you add that. Yeah. And now what's what's can they shake this fucking culture that they've had? Because how many times have you heard this before? The Chargers are the sleeper team in the NFL. They find ways to lose games. It's crazy. Yo. They have been aggressively mediocre. Like, they have been gung-ho mediocre. They haven't won double-digit games in nine years. I was trying. I was probably. I was going to say back to, like, the LT. Dude. With Danny Thompson, right? Nine years. It was 2010. The, uh, no, 2009, the last time they won over 10 games. Yeah, but scary. Since that was then, nine years ago. But since then, they finished with either eight or nine wins in five of the nine years. That is like aggressively mediocre. That is trying to be terrible. And they have just this this keep they keep going. Even last year with the missed kicks that ended up costing them a playoff spot. They just have this giant culture of just constantly blowing it. Can they finally make it out of this culture? Uh, it's the Chargers division to win. I think that that's the biggest storyline. Because if they can, then they should run away with the division. Because as of right now, it's weak. And it's vulnerable. Do you have hiccups too? A little bit. Jeez. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> they're contagious. <laughs> but I never believed that. They're not contagious. No, nah, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. they're clearly Yawning conti- is contagious. You just is- started to get the hiccups. I mean, I, I know. That was, I got, I was, I that was one hiccup. No, nah, I heard a couple in there. I heard, I heard like two. It was one was like a, a burp. But yeah. one was good enough for me to be like, yo, what's going on? That's true. <laughs> yo, but yo, if you look at the, the kicker and the mediocrity, I think they made a terrible move. Like, I don't know why they kept that kid Young Hoku last year. Yeah. Dude. Obviously, it's easy to say in hindsight, but Josh Lambeau killed it down in Jacksonville, and he was theirs. He, and he, they let him go. He kicked well last year. He was my fantasy kicker that on my championship fantasy team the year that they after they let him go. Right. Yeah, he crushed. Yeah. He was nice. Can we move over to addition? Because my addition literally ties into this. You know what, Imp? Take over with a smooth transition. There man. you go, addition. My addition is Caleb Sturgis, kicker to the Chargers. Mm. Okay. Last season, the Chargers <laughs> lost their first two games because of, of because of special teams kicking blunders. They, Young Ho. They finished zero and two. They fin- they lost their first two games because of kicking blunders, and then wound up not making the playoffs because of a tiebreaker. Yep. So if they would have won just one of those two games, they would have made the playoffs. Not only did they lose those first two games. They also only kicked they they uh the, the combination of kickers after Young Hoku went twenty of 30, 66.7 percent, uh league low. So they're getting Sturgis over from the Eagles. They signed him to a two year deal. You're gonna laugh, but a nah. sol- a solid kicker to the Chargers is gonna do wonders for them. So don't call me crazy, Caleb Sturgis, kicker to the Chargers addition. I'm definitely not laughing because a kicker can win you games. Yeah, do you know who else can win you games? Quarterbacks. My best addition is Case Keenum. Um, that's right. Smooth transition out here, making the noise. What's up? Uh, he the look. Fuck? <laughs> the fuck was that? He was great. Yay! 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 <laughs> he look. He was great with the Vikings, right? He was really good last year, but that was an outlier season. So the question with Case Keenum: Can he repeat his success? Usually, John Elway has a good eye for quarterbacks. We just mentioned he traded for Brock Osweiler. He. <laughs> Drafted, but that Paxton was more Lynch. of like a salary. He went into a season with Trevor Simeon as his quarterback. So all of a sudden, uh, John Elway doesn't look like such the quarterback whisperer that he looked like before. So can he? Does he still have that kind of je ne sais quoi with 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 kick, with picking these guys, or is Case Keenum going to fall on his face? This is a giant X factor in this division because the Broncos seem like they're going to have a pretty good defense. So. If they can have an offense that's high-powered, all of a sudden they can win that division very easily. Also, uh, his weapons, right? Thomas, Sanders, uh, you went over the, the, new, the new additions in the draft, including uh, Con- uh, Sutton, Cortland Sutton, right? These are, these are guys that still have got something left, so he has those kind of guys. Uh, a lot of unproven talent, around, uh, unproven talent around him, though, that he's going to have to make better. A lot like... How he made Adam Thielen and Jarek McKinnon and, and Latavius Murray 
you know, viable last year. So this is not something he hasn't done. If he plays well, the, the they could win the division. You know, the Chargers, they always blow it. The Chiefs and Raiders are both with this giant facelifts for their entire franchise. I think Case Keenum is the most important player in this division. It's interesting. And uh, Case Keenum, too, if you think about it, could be the perfect guy for Paxton Lynch because he was someone who was – he had, like, a ton of NCAA – records and his play never translated to the nfl in the mm-hmm. early going so it's like similar to paxton lynch's situation how he can't whatever for whatever reason get it going in the nfl as, as a first round pick but um i'm going where someone you have to protect the quarterback and that's san diego the Chargers added mike pouncey at center this year and Goon. no matter how much baggage <laughs> he brings with him off the field his play on the field speaks for itself he's a pro bowler uh when he's healthy and he has been the last couple of years well last year he was the year before that he wasn't and um, I think for the Chargers to win, which Tim thinks is very possible, I think it's possible. The division's wide open. They're going to need to keep Phillip Rivers upright and give him time. Many think, um, like just experts or analysts think, uh, most of the inter- interceptions come from being rushed. So if you have Mike Pouncey, you know, up the middle, shores up some holes, you know, coming directly at you. And I think that's a big ad for a team that has a ton of offensive potential, especially Mike Williams, who didn't mention the Williams brothers. It's Mike and Tyrell. Right, Mike and Tyrell. Mike missed House most. Tyrell. Mike most missed most of the year last year as a rookie, and he was a, I think the number seven overall pick yeah. last year. So that's a big piece, and you're adding Forrest Lamp to the offensive line, who is mm. widely regarded as one of the best guards in the draft last year, who missed all year because he tore the ACL in camp. So that O line gets bolstered very nicely with those two additions of Lamp and Pouncey. Mm. All right. What about subtractions? Also, wait, real quick. Does anyone think that Jordy is a big addition? I do. I had him on my list, and then I went with Caleb Sturgis. Nah. I think the Packers should have tried to re-sign him at a lower at a lower dollar amount. Unless they use him in the Larry Fitzgerald role that Larry Fitzgerald has now and I, put him in the slot. I don't. I don't think. Jo- I think Jordy's gonna not gonna get as much attention as people think. Like he's never been. I don't think he's ever been guarded by like a number two corner or even a number three. Like. I think that he's going to get a lot of one-on-one coverage, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this season. So I, I love it, especially, like I said, because of the locker room. you got Amari Cooper, who's young, and you have Martavis Bryant, who's young. You bring in Jordy Nelson, who's won a ring before, who's played with a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I think he does so much more for your team, not necessarily on the field, but also off the field. So I'm a, I am I love the Yeah, Jordy. but he's, he needs to do something on the field, too. He will. Yeah. He will, but I'm just saying he doesn't need to catch 100 balls and 10 touchdowns. But also, you also think Amari Cooper and Jordy Nelson are the same player, no? Yo, my trip. As far as style, I'm talking about. You could move Jordy Nelson to the slot at this point in his career. I agree. I think that that's his. That's where he needs to be. I think he needs to play that Larry Fitzgerald role. I think otherwise, if you line him out wide, he doesn't have that separation speed anymore. The reason why he was so successful with Aaron Rodgers because they read each other's minds, and they, and he would throw to him while covered back shoulder yeah. all the time. But I think people have like short term memory loss because he, last year he didn't play well, right? Because of Aaron Rodgers injury, but the year before he was the MF- NFL Comeback Player of the Year, and he led t- in the and led the league in touchdown catches. So, and he just, was uh, he was playing well when Rodgers was playing last. I year. I just I think like I think Green Bay gave up too early. I think that he's going to be a very very valuable addition to the Oakland Raiders. I just didn't mention it because I think the kicker to the Chargers is more important. Interesting. Well, uh, what about subtractions? Um, my subtraction, like I I just want to say, be careful what you wish for. All right, because. All those Chiefs fans, all these years, who were like, only if we had a better quarterback, only if we had a better quarterback, only if we had a guy with a bigger arm. Well, guess what? The guy who led you to a 12-4 and season last year is gone. Alex Smith is gone, and so is his uh, propensity, bars, to not throw <laughs> interceptions. Smith has not thrown double-digit interceptions since 2010. So that's also the last time the the Chargers won 12 games. So it was a long fucking time ago. Uh but the Chiefs are tired of kind of like being the bridesmaid in all this. Like they want to go to the dance. They're tired of being in the playoffs every year and not and just winning a game or two and not making any noise. They're tired of that shit. So they're going for it. They're going for it with Mahomes. He has a big arm. This means they're going to make more big plays. They're going to take more chances. But that could rep- that could lead to more turnovers, and it probably will. If you expect Patrick Mahomes to not throw more interceptions than Alex Smith, then I'm sorry. Yeah, don't take that bet. Yeah. I would I would advise against it. Um, but everything they've done in this offseason has shown that they want to stretch the field. They added Sammy Watkins. Uh, they got a guy who could throw the ball like with the best of them. Uh, but they that's on offense. On defense, the plan is not as clear. They lost a lot of playmakers on defense. Um, 
can the defense handle the turnovers that might come with a with a Mahomes quarterback situation? That I think that's what you have to figure out. So Mahomes is also a guy. If he works out, and the Chiefs are serious, serious contenders. But if he doesn't, the Chiefs could pick first in the draft. And I don't think that anyone would be like super shocked if Mahomes. Come on, son. If nah, Mahomes, if Mahomes ends up throwing more interceptions and touchdowns, they're not going to pick. They they don't have the ability to pick first in the draft. You're tripping. Now you're tripping. I don't know, man. That that defense was bad last they year. Also and they also have Andy Reid as a head coach. That's true. Who okay. makes the playoffs every year? This is true. I think it's. I don't know, man. The Chargers just remind me of a team. Like I, I think it's the Chiefs' division to win because the. It's like for me, it's the Chargers are just like the Jaguars last year. Like prove me wrong, and then I'll believe in you. Right. So for me, the Chargers. So I think it's the Chiefs' division to win, regardless of the quarterback. Ugh, I don't know, man. I can see this team. Like I said, I can see this team going twelve and four if Mahomes pans out. But if he really struggles and they don't and he doesn't play well, I can see them going four and twelve. My subtraction is the Chiefs. Think about the Chiefs. They traded Marcus Peters yep. for basically next to nothing with a dude who still has term left on his contract. So that was kind of weird to me. I thought like they must obviously know something about him. Or He's a me no guy too, though. No, nah, he is. He's very selfish. We saw it against the Jets where he like took his. He left the field. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember. He got like thrown out of the game for throwing. The, he threw the penalty flag after he got flagged. Yep. But yeah, he's a little bit of a head case. But he's a ball hawk, is what he is. Mm-hmm. He's Maybe one of the best DBs in the league, top ten. Yeah, um, he gives up a lot of big plays, but he makes big plays. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like a, yeah, he's a risk. He's yeah. a gamble, gambler like me, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Derek Johnson is gone from that defense. He was a staple there for a long time. They replaced him with Anthony Hitchens from Dallas and Reggie Ragland. They bought over from Buffalo mid year last year, but they're expected to take uh, steps up. So and Tom Bahali too. So all three of those guys have been staples the last three years. And uh, it's just tough going forward. I know they get Eric Berry back, so he's he's pretty much the elder statesman. <laughs> nah, he's the leader of that defense now, and it's his defense, you know, to call. So it'll be interesting to see what that defense looks like. A lot of new faces, and uh, guys need to step up in place of veterans who thought, did it there for a long time. Yeah, I like it. No crab. No, that's your guy, bro. Joe, Joey, last year, Tim. I was fan- winning games just for Crabtree. In our fantasy group yeah, chat, would nice. send a crab gif every like because <laughs> it was like he was scoring every. Joey week wouldn't. Like, he wouldn't say anything in the chat at all until Sunday, and it would just be the gif. He wouldn't say anything. Ten times. I got shit all year last year for calling him the number one receiver on the Raiders on Brodo every week. I would say, all right, the Raiders number one receiver. Michael I was going to say definitely not here because I remember Nick agreed with you. Yeah, on, or no. Nick put that forward too. Well, I got I got heat on the waiver wave. Which I can't wait to bring back this season, baby! Oh my god, you're screaming. I can't wait for fantasy football. I've done like 600 drafts already. It's crazy. Tim, oh, I've drafted excessive. multiple times from multiple positions. <clears throat> yep, that's how you do it. The yeah. last several Yo, times... Yo, hold on real quick. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Go you're good. No, I'll say the last several times I come in here, Tim has his head in his hands, stressing. And I was like, Yo, what are you doing? He's like, fantasy football rankings. I'm like, dude, it's <laughs> mid-July. He's dude, like, I'm, I'm grinding. Let me ask you a question. Where's, where's Barkley going? First round, easily. I meant top. top. I mean, I know that. I'd take him eight. Eight, yeah, top eight, nine. Back end? I would, I would say... Big it, back piece. I Someone mean, told me can, if they had the sixth pick, they're taking him. I, I can see it. it especially if Le'Veon Bell, like... It, yo, uh, look, no, don't start. The, the the top running back groups this year are very deep. Like, one through 12 are really good, but then there's a giant it's a giant fall off a cliff after that. So if you can get, if you can get a you guy can up get, there... Unless you're playing a 15-man league. I mean, unless you're playing with no... I know a lot of people go no running back strategy. Which is a strategy that works sometimes. Uh, not for me. I'm telling you right now. I've been wide receiver. You all these years I haven't won. Yo, if you can get like so, Saquon uh, Barkley and Jarek McKinnon on I'm, the turn at like nine. I remember last year Joey had Odell chilling. and Aaron Rodgers, and everyone was like, "Yo, it's the best team." And then I, and then, then they, they both, both went down. Yeah. Still made the playoffs. So, yo, your boy's nice. That's impressive. Um. Anyway, what are we doing now? I don't even fucking know. Rooks, uh, the rookies. Addition. The rookies. Oh no, the subtractions. The the subtractions. I have one more. Oh. I have one. I have one. Oh, Aqib Talib's gone. He's not on the Broncos anymore. Did you guys know that? I, I didn't know that. I didn't even know that. It's on the Rams. He got shipped for a fifth-round pick. Word. Guy's old, man. He's always ripping chains. <laughs> Savage. Crash. This is what happened. The Broncos wanted to uh, shed $11 million of salary, uh, and so they shed uh, um, <laughs> Aqib Talib to the Rams. So if you guys didn't know this, they actually originally tried to trade him to the 49ers, uh, and Talib quickly said, I ain't going there. I ain't even taking a physical. Uh, and he basically gave John Elway three destinations. Uh, it was uh, uh, Dallas, uh, L.A., and I, and, and the other one falling out of my head. I apologize. Long story short, uh, he accepted the trade to uh, the Rams, L.A. Rams, uh, and the rest is history. 
he has experience working with uh, defensive coordinator Wade De- uh, Wade Phillips when he yeah. was in Denver. Yeah. Uh, and they won that Super Bowl. So I I think it's a huge subtraction. Uh, they're basically banking on um, uh, Bradley Roby, who was the nickel corner last year. He's nice though. He is nice, and he and and, and this is shouts to Tim's people. Uh, they graded uh, Pro Football Focus graded him as the twenty fifth best corner. So he had a good year last yeah, year. Yeah, he had a great year. So you know, shed eleven million dollars in salary and, and and make your number three guy your number two guy. So we'll also see. a first round pick, I think. Yeah, late late twenties. Yeah. So. Yeah, I keep to leap to the Rams. Big subtraction for the uh, fourteen. You went fourteen a couple of years ago. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I keep to leap subtraction. So it's a big one. Big one. Uh, no fly zone. No I kinda, more. I kind of like it for not only the Rams, but I also like it for. Yo, the Rams get him and Peters. Yeah, yeah. And they already have Lamarcus joining there. Those are like, two guys that are going to force turnovers, and I, I kind of like that for the Broncos too. I feel like he's not needed, especially if. My next rookie <laughs> transition killer. Uh, my next rookie ends up being as good as people think. Bradley Chubb. Um, dude, by all accounts, this man's a dominant pass rusher. You saw Bill Belichick when he was like scouting him. He was like, they were talking, and, and Belichick's like, yeah, well, I can't talk to you anymore because we're gonna have no chance to draft you. So uh, see ya. Yeah. Uh, so um, look, if he you pair him with Von Miller, that's already fearsome. Shane Ray had a really bad year last year. Uh, he didn't play as good as he can. So if Shane Ray could also return to form, he had double-digit sacks in his rookie year, that's three dudes that could have double-digit sacks. That is fucking mayhem. Mm-hmm. And you still have a solid uh, slot corner in Chris Harris who's the best in the league. So when you're talking about the ability to play defense, I don't think the loss of Talib... Uh, Talib. Yo, you always say Talib always Kuali. say Talib Kuali. Why? Akib Talib. Akib Talib. That's what he says. The guy that plays for the Rams corner now. Uh, <laughs> you know, it saves them some headaches, and it's it's not. Yeah, he. You know, he's he was the 25th ranked cornerback, but you know he lived in a world where he was the fifth ranked cornerback not too long ago. So he's definitely on the way out. On a team like the the Rams, he kind of fits a little better. So I think that. With this team could be all right, yeah. as long as Bradley Chubb is what we think he is, which is you know it's not it's not a guarantee. I think Bradley Chubb's a freak. Yeah, I mean he looks. I watched like, him he play because I watched Syracuse who played in the ACC. Whenever he played us, it was just like he was running by our left tackle like it was nobody's business. I have another Bronco rookie to watch out for. Who did, did you know that? Wow, Cortland Sutton. Okay, I think that. Marius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are going to get a lot of attention. Do you think I'm right or wrong? I do. I right? think naturally they do. We'll see. Right? They have to. 30 and 31, though. And I think that the Broncos have... They're still nice, though. Still nice. And I think that the Broncos <laughs> have a formidable quarterback now in Case Keenum. Damn, I don't know. We'll see. Formidable. It will take. Solid That's quarterback? Word. I don't even know. I mean, yo, if, you, if you eliminate last year, what were you going to say about yo, Case Keenum? jury is still out on Case Keenum. Yeah, MVP candidate, is. though, last year. No one can argue that. But candidate, yo. MVP candidate last year. And so I think that... I'm not ready to be like, yo, he's a solid guy. Who, Case Keenum? Yeah. Because, right. yo, before last year, what have you? What would you have said about Case Keenum? How I, Shermer I also, like, they, like... I don't want to attribute a lot of success to it. So I don't want to throw the like, but dude, Case Keenum was correct me if I'm wrong on the Rams with Jeff Fisher, right? Yeah. Come on, dude. He was also on Houston. Yeah. All right. I'm just saying, like, throw me a bone there. But look, these two dudes are going to get a lot of attention: Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. So I think that Cortland Sutton's going to find himself wide open a few times this year. Uh, and I think that, uh, yeah, I think also the Broncos could find themselves playing from behind as well, and so those numbers could be inflated. So I Yo, like Corliss Sutton put I like up some Corliss big years too. I found him like those random when I work overnight, those random Thursday, Friday night college football games. It was like SMU was on and I was degening. I'm like, Yo, this dude is huge. He's a big ass wide out. It looks like he plays small forward. Yeah, yeah. He's a big dude. And I was like, Yo, who is this guy? And they're like, Oh yeah, Corlin Sutton on draft boards. I was like, I would hope so. He's <laughs> <laughs> a freak. But uh yeah, so you know what's crazy? You could probably say you could probably say Royce Freeman right now and make a trio of Broncos rookies that are gonna yeah. make a high impact. Just goes year. back to my storyline of like just transition. I mean yeah. you guys sound like it's gonna happen sooner rather than later, which I don't think so. But I mean, hey, Corlin, if he's lining out, out wide, why not? Yeah. Put Emmanuel Sanders in the slot. All three of those guys have what we see as the talent to make noise. Sure. 
Sure. My rookie is Derwin James, Yo. who's mm. probably the most exciting college football player. Steal the draft as well. Yeah, he fell. I think he fell to 18 to them. 14? I don't know. I, I think 18 is the right one. check right now. But, Maybe um, it's 16. I'm going to say 16. How about that? Well, we'll check it. He, he makes plays. And I got it. Tim said Hayward and Verrett, that, that, you know, that 17. Top, 17 nice. in between. Uh, that top uh, cornerback duo, they've kind of been missing that safety since Eric Weddle bounced. Yeah. He was there for a while. Mm. And uh, Derwin James shows up a big hole over the top. So I like him. And I also, as I mentioned, not a rookie because he was in the league last year, but he didn't play a game. Forrest Lamp is also going to be a big piece on that offensive line. Chargers were really bad at stopping the run last year, and Derwin James is a great box guy. So I like that yeah, as well. Yeah, Derwin James like lines up very Paul Malawesque. Yeah, I, big great, box guy. Great box guy. Great in the box. Great, he's great in the box. He gets in that box. He loves it in the box. And so, you know, real you know, cozy in the box. Great fit. Not greedy either. Very giving. Good, <laughs> good fit in the box. <laughs> fits Some, right in the tight box. Fit in the box. I don't know, sometimes he doesn't fit in the box though. Sometimes tight fit. I mean, it always fits in the box. I don't know what kind. Of, I don't know what. <laughs> sometimes he can't go all the way in the box. Oh, yes. I get, I get he in plays there. Outside Bro, the box. Derwin James gets in that box. I'm all the way in the box. You're all the way in. I'm. I'm all. Yeah. That's because you're Caucasian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? European. I'm all the way in too. <laughs> Tim's got his balls in there, but um, <laughs> where do we go from here? Um, Feeling it. <laughs> uh, all right, so we got our rookies. Uh, all right, cool. Good. Well, uh, that is. That was just the first division of eight. First division. Eight weeks in a row, people. It, it does feel nice talking about Look at this kid. He's pushing the shit around. Am I? Yeah, yeah, almost. My fucking bad. the volume's all fucked up now, whatever. Anyway. My bad, yo. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it just feels nice to be talking about football. It again. does. It's good times. We'll get Nick back next week. Get Nick back next week. There you go. We'll, we'll be back with we'll the. We'll be talking full strike football. Do we probably know which have one we're doing next week? What? Do we know which one we're doing next week? Tune in. Uh, tune in. Yeah, do we, we, we don't know. Probably yeah, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know one thing for sure. It's not the AFC West. Definitely yeah, not that's the AFC West. There you go. It's yeah. one of the seven others. Yeah, one down, seven to go. We'll let you yeah. guess. <laughs> um, which leads us right into opening week one of football. Right, so. right into it's our a nice football way to preview. chip away at the summer. Which, I'm, by I'm, the way, is going to be our fourth football preview. Jesus. Yeah, we're getting old. Well, the podcast is getting old. Yeah, you and I'm. Yeah, I'm you. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting older too. Oof, don't get me started. Oh, stop crying. Yeah. That's one. Of, that's that's the and song that gets Russian. Like, it's just like cheer, tear jerker every time. All right, all right, all right. Okay, boss. Where can they find you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was calling my feelings real quick. Yeah. Uh, at Devito twenty seven on Twitter and the gram. At Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Uh, shout out to at Brodo Fantasy. Go check us out. Uh, the reason why I've been doing 200 mock drafts is so I can be good at that. So don't leave me hanging, people. I'm working hard. INPY718, you already know. If Nick was here, he'd like me to tell you to tune into Degeneration Bets every week. <laughs> Bets. Club Vander Sex. What is that from? Euro trip. Never mind. Don't answer me. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato. Go follow the show at Veterans Minimum on Twitter and our Instagram page, Veterans underscore Minimum for some extra shit. And our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. And that is all. Thanks for listening. Children get older. So I'm getting older too. too. All right. Sorry. Let's do it again.